When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. two of the Lori and Julia show. I just want to remind you that Project Down and Dirty classic radio drama is coming in just a couple weeks and there's going to be some information released tomorrow on the Jason and Alexis show at 6am. Oh god. Some some new information Uh-oh. has come to light. Are we going to find about our Project Down and Dirty? Yeah, I think it's going to be about tickets, but let's, you know, oh, maybe there'll right. be more, maybe there'll be more. All right. And uh, this is uh, our new theme song. It's Britney Witch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hauntingly accurate. It is. I think it's Perfect. so, you're going to you're gonna take it from Marco and have it to be your um, ringtone. Ringtone. I absolutely love it, Brittany. And I, I appreciate the lady calling in because I do not like saying biatch. I love it, but and you so, know what? I love creative, um, creative, solutions. You, thank you, solutions. Yes. And I, Rocco is that creative he solution. Is. You are, well, thank you, you are our creative solution. Because there are some young people that are out there absolutely. listening. Absolutely. The other day, my son that. was listening when you were talking about jacuzzi sex. That was fun oh, for him. Oops. <laughs> My. He should learn from Julia, <laughs> if anybody. Yeah, I'm so good. sorry. No, don't oh worry about my it. goodness, don't I'm be so sorry. It's all good. You needed to learn oh, at some point. He I... did need to learn at some point. <laughs> he did. He did need because you do have a jacuzzi. That's right. And, Mom, yeah. Dad, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, oh my word. So, you know, I'm I'm still doing whole 30 yeah yeah selectively yeah. selectively i, I would and, say you're doing like the whole 15 i right i'm doing whole 22 <laughs> and it's you know no dairy yeah. no um wheat gluten no nitrates no blah 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 blah. so today yeah is national dessert day oh and that's my hot button i mean like i said ice cream breakfast lunch dinner I'd just be happy but martha stewart was on the today show and I was just thinking about what is like your f- most decadent dessert you've ever had. So in Emily in Paris, there's a scene in that TV show that I love. That yeah, is kind of you have to watch. You have to. It's on Netflix. There's a scene where um, a designer is laying in a bed with like 12 different ramekins of creme brulee. Mm. And I love when creme brulee comes to you at a restaurant and the top is hard. And oh, you crunch it with so your spoon or fork. And you just take that sugared, flamed thing on top of the beautiful custard and you just eat it. Yum. So, you know, and I was, so she was teaching us on NBC. Boy, she looks great. Martha Stewart. She was showing us how to do beautiful cakes. Yeah. And she had this lemon mousse cake. Do you like cake? Do you guys like cake? Rocco, Absolutely. You like cake? Rocco, what's mm-hmm. your treat? What's your sweet treat? I like a banana cream pie. Oh, 
Twin Cities Grill has the best at Mall of America. Oh, really? Oh. I like the one. There's a black sounds bottom so banana good. cream pie at the Hilo Diner near my house. Oh, That's yes. Good. That sounds amazing. Banana cream pie. I've also been digging uh, milk jam ice cream in the uptown area. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. But yeah, keep going with uh, the creme brulee. All right, so here are mine. All right, so I was okay. just wondering if people have favorite desserts. You can call us. <laughs> 651-641-1071. But it used to, I worked at this French restaurant, Cafe Le Sur, mm. in Scottsdale, Arizona, when I was doing a stint there, a college run. Yeah. Um, And I was hired. Oh, gosh, that hiring process. Let's talk about me, too. Someday I will share that. Okay, per, like, they just whoa. terrible, just the worst. Oh, no, it was just whatever. Yeah. But it was um, a French restaurant with a maitre d' Jerry who was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And then the waiters, you know, they do tableside. So yeah. they make steak tartare tableside. Oh, wow. And then, but the two desserts that I just fell in love with, because I would eat whatever was left in the pan. I swear I was that piggy. Um, bananas Foster. Yum. They're... That is so good. That's yeah. so good. That is, I've made that before. I, it's in Cherry's Jubilee. Oh, that's which, amazing. Like, I love Cherry's too. So those were my two. And then, like, my mom for our birthdays would either make us this angel food cake that she'd cut the middle in half and put just tons and tons of whipped cream and strawberries in the middle Yum. and drizzle chocolate. But she also would make baked Alaska. Just for the scene, you know, that used to be a big thing. And that's if you look like, back through old cookbooks, you know, and that need that, like a flame little mini flamethrower thing. It is, right? a, it is. You you put a meringue on that would yeah. cover the cake and the ice cream and it covers it and then you put it in the oven and yeah. it, until it browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you have like a like a decadent dessert? My favorite dessert, my sister makes it for me every year, is a Harvey Wallbanger cake. Okay, what's in it? It's got vodka in it, and it's like a Harvey Wallbanger drink, right? But it's just in cake form, so it's got orange juice, um, and then the alcohol I can never pronounce is some nice one. Galileo. Yes, thank you. And so I, and especially you know me, I don't drink, and so my sister just makes for me every year, and you know it all bakes out and whatever, Right, right? And I, I love it. I love it. My grandma made it one time for me when I was young, and ever since, that's the only cake I want on my birthday. It's so good. That Wait, your grandma made you a vodka cake when mm-hmm. you were how old? Well, I was really young. Probably like 10. Maybe explains why I had to go get <laughs> <Yeah. at some laughs> point. But well, I mean, I all was, of it bakes out. So just leave that did. like weird little, it's kind of like a, I don't know how to describe it. When and when alcohol is cooked and, and you can it just, tastes, it's amazing. I used to do feel that way about my mom's fruit cakes. Yeah. And she'd make them in cans and she'd leave them out on the porch. But it had a ton of booze and brandy in it. And I'm like, oh, I could get drunk off of this, you know. But you know who else has another decadent, decadent dessert? is what? the signature brown butter pudding. It's chocolate caramel whipped cream and, and a little bit of salt at Jones in the Park. Yum. Okay, that's to die for. That sounds amazing. I'm just hungry right now. I think I I have a, I'm having a sweet tooth. Something always happens this time of day. It sounds like a whole thing. But anyway, if you want to, like, um, and I'm thinking right now, um, what's the one on Cafe Latte? Their turtle cake. I'm thinking oh, sweets. Yeah. I'm thinking and they have sweets. German chocolate cake right. and a lemon tart. Right. Nothing but bunt. Oh, yeah. Think, Nothing bunt cakes. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's also, yeah, in St. Paul. That's not, they're all over. But you I know don't what? know. I'm pretending like my apple's really good right now. So okay. you're kind of bursting my bubble. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just. No, I know. I'm kind of, I'm just feeling like I could. Well, some just, of these places probably deliver. I know, I know Milk Jam I, delivers. Well, right. Who Let's does? get like Milk, milk Jam, the ice cream place I like. I have tried to get deliveries here while we're on the air. It is near impossible, Rocco. 
let's make Brittany go get it. I mean, I'd be down with that, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm not get gonna lie. Get broom and move. I'm getting us ice cream over there. I'm getting us Sebastian Joe's. Sorry, that's just how where I have to go. That's where you have to go for. Ice they cream. have a uh, a flavor that's called Nicolet Pothole. Right? Okay, this I'll give you a little backstory. Nicolet Pothole was the name. They got rid of that flavor. Everyone freaked out, so they had to come back with that flavor, but. They didn't want to name it that, so they said the flavor formerly known as Nicolet Pothole. Now that's the full name. Well, what's in it? What is, what is oh, in it's it chocolate so on chocolate with caramel and Heath in there. Oh, and it's Heath. so Heath much. Is so good in ice cream. And so much stuff in it. As soon as they give it to you, it starts melting because there's so much stuff in it. Mm. Like I've tried to bring it home and it like is all over my yeah. arm and I just love it. <laughs> so good. You and Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, you know, if. I, Famously was drunk eating ice cream and it just <laughs> was all over his leg. No, that's me while I'm stone cold sober. Just yeah. all over me. Oh, perfect. Is that your thing though? Ice cream? Oh, I love ice cream. Yeah, there's something about it. But you know what? I think I like sweets, but once you meet, once you live with somebody who really likes sweets, like my husband puts it down and I'm to shame. Like I'll be like, I'll have a couple bites. And then I'm like, never mind. It doesn't exist anymore. Never mind. I'm I'm done. All right. But anyway, if you want to look at these beautiful decadent cakes. Yeah, because it's um, national. It's dessert day. Dessert day. Oh, jeez. Two S's, not one. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. For everyone who spells it wrong, which is me. All right. When we come back, it's time for Random Thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. I feel like the show is random, so how much more random can we <laughs> When there's a section for randomness? There, there really is. Okay, so... Um, this I thought was kind of interesting. So a decade ago, mm-hmm. one of the first national chains, and this was Lori's beef always. She's like, why don't fast food chains or restaurants put the caloric count on the menus? Yeah. And she would always, this was her thing. This was her sugar baker thing for a long, long time. So about 10 years ago, um, Panera Bread was one of the first national chains to put how many calories, how much fat grams, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. you'd see, you know, if you've been to California Pizza Kitchen or whatever it's called, California Kitchen. Yeah. And you see how many calories are in one of those things and they have like 1,500. You're like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to make a better choice. I'll just take 800 in this little sandwich I'm going to have, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think it, sometimes I don't care. Like if I'm going to McDonald's for a Big Mac or something, I don't care. Well, I think it also, you know, sometimes when you realize that the fruit parfait is not that different between a hamburger, you just are like, that's great information. I'll just get the hamburger. Exactly, exactly. So what Panera is going to be doing now is they are going to be the first national chain to label um, menu items if they're climate friendly or not. Whoa. I know. This is, I thought this was kind of interesting. So they um, have decided that when whatever the ingredients in the chain, salads, sandwiches, and soups collectively have a footprint of less than 5.38 kilograms of carbon dioxide equivalent, the menu item will carry a badge like a good housekeeping seal of approval. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called a cool f- food meal. And I think that's the designation worldwide mm-hmm. if something has less of a carbon footprint, cool food meal. And so um, a 2019 report from the United Nations found that global food um, system accounts for... Um, of global greenhouse gas emissions. So they're going to add more 
plant-based things. They're yeah. going to be doing more, um, you know, they do different things with their recycling and everything. And yeah. I think I love Panera. If you've never had their egg souffle on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Hmm. Oh, delicious. Oh, M-G. I'm, I actually like Panera as well, and I definitely go always just kind of with their turkey sandwich, because I just think they do sandwiches well. I like their, I used, remember getting soup in a bowl, like a sourdough bowl in oh, a Oh, sourdough. Oh, that was so. Do they do that there? They, they do, They right? don't do sourdough anymore, I don't. Okay. I don't think anybody puts things straight into bread anymore. I loved, Pop and Fresh used to do it. Oh, it was, but it was just like a lot of bread that you were oh, able, and I would put it down. And it was all wet bread, too. And who oh, knew you wanted wet bread in your life? With a crunchy edge. Oh, it's so good. I know it. All right, there. There, there, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's see. This is a really horrible stat, but I think it's one. Um, you know, we're having our project down and dirty, trying to support different fundraising coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Support different areas. And ours is kind of ours, Lori and mine is Ann Rockos, our new team member, is the arts and actors and artists and painters and writers mm-hmm. and musicians and everybody. Um, but the pandemic has cost the arts and entertainment industry an estimated 1.4 million jobs and around 42.5 billion dollars. Those, that's you know when you think of who they, they really cannot do their job because their jobs take place in tight places yeah. and working around other people. So that leads me to another story. I just thought that number it's, was no, it's staggering. So, and I mean, I think the more you think about it, the more. It, it just, yeah, there's so many jobs you don't even think about, like the accountant, the this and that of a venue, uh, all those things where you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. Right. At that number I just thought was staggering yeah. to me. Um, there is a guy, do you know one band called um, The Flaming Lips? I think I've oh, heard yeah. of The Flaming Lips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so they're apparently going to play shows where and do this test where everyone in the audience is literally in a bubble. Google it. I know I've checked it out. I'm actually a big fan of Flaming Lips. We Are once, you? We once drove all the way down to Oklahoma City to see them. Really? That's where from, yeah. What's their song that you like so much? Oh, I mean, they had a whole album called The Soft Bulletin. I don't know if there's any that you'd know. You might know the song She Don't Use Jelly. That was kind of a big... She hit. uses peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything you'd know. They've been working a little bit with Miley Cyrus, so maybe that's something oh, you'd know. Oh, all but, right. Or maybe, do you know the one, Do You Realize... Uh, <laughs> I could play it for you. Play it. Um, I know what song you're talking about. Yeah, let's see here. This bubble thing. I'm trying to find the rest of the story. I just so I I found some page. of it. Okay. Um, they say that if you're not in the bubble, please wear your mask and stay six feet apart. You should be in your bubble most of the time, though. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, you know those bubbles that people you see at the fair or something? Where yeah. You- yeah, absolutely. Um, these are a little less um, like the, these don't have that double layer um, of Wait, people. people at the fair in bubbles. Well, you know, when you see. All right. <laughs> Maybe it just happens late night. <laughs> I was trying to think like, okay. Uh... Maybe just Lori and I see them sometimes right. in the clouds. No, but you know, but you know what I'm talking about because you see performers come out on stage and they're inside of a plastic bubble and they're rolling. Yeah, right, and that's actually the lead singer of Flaming Lips, Wayne Coyne. That was one of his signature moves was to get in a bubble. And oh, go really? In the crowd and stuff. So this is kind of reverse, right? Right. So the Instead audience being in the bubble, is in a yeah. bubble, yeah. and they're all in bubbles. So the clips I've seen and the pictures I've seen, the the audience and the performers. I think that would be a double double blub, bubble. Um, I get dizzy. I would get. I, I would fear I getting claustrophobic. Right. Um. But these these actually it looks like there's some a good amount of room. Mm-hmm. I would give it a Google, people, because it's worth seeing. It's kind of funny. Isn't it's it? it's amazing, actually. I um, thought I thought it was just kind of. I wonder. Kind of yeah, and it'd be cool. It, it would definitely have to be something where you're accepting the fact that you're not going to be able to have nearly as much of an attendance. Well. True. Well, they already can't. I know. So I'm just saying just, that, like, it's just a one. It's a one way to do, you know, a concert. So, have you guys done any, uh, like, locally? Crooners is doing outdoor shows. Lori and did. Ice House is doing outdoor shows. Lori has. Okay, I've heard decent things about the Crooners. Oh yeah, and Lori, you know, the whole thing that Mick Jagger did down in Burnsville loved. Lori went to a lot of those. I, I have not yet. Wait, Mick Jagger did something in Burnsville. Well, it wasn't what him. Mick Sterling. Okay. <laughs> I just sat there like, uh... I didn't even know I said it. I mean, Lori does some pretty cool things. I wouldn't yeah. put it past her. But when this all started, we it was an all-play here at the station trying to get Lori um, good tickets for the Rolling Stones because they were going to play at U.S. Bank Stadium yeah. May 15th, I believe. Yeah. So that was just kind of like all at the very beginning of this. So it's kind of funny that that comes up. Um, okay, did you know that an ox is just a cow that's been domesticated? I did Probably not. Probably castrated and trained to pull things. I did not know that. Okay, I always assumed they were different animals, <laughs> especially because they talk so much about them in the Oregon Trail. Well, there's Babe the Blue Ox. Yes. He, he's always kind of looked like a, a bull, right? Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. It's just yeah, a cow. I always thought he was like maybe some sort of form of yak. No. But they're not. They're not. They're cows. That is actually good information to Thank know. Thank you. This is going to be helpful for people. Did you know that B. Arthur, not R.B. Arthur, but the original Maud B. Arthur, she was once in the Marines. No. This is fitting, I think, That for seems her. progressive. And she served as a truck driver. Wow. I mean, that She seems was like, like six feet tall, right? Yeah, she was a... Yeah, she was. Huh. So there's a little um, random random. That's a very fun fact. I'm finding like really random random things here. 5'10", sorry. What's 5'10"? That's, is that how tall she was? That's how tall I am. Is it? And you were yeah. also in the military. Were you also and were you also a truck driver? <laughs> I was no, not. But she was peeing with her pants down in uh, a desert storm. Iraq. <laughs> that story has kind of stuck with me for a few. Totally, days. I've told it to two people. Oh, Brittany, I totally have. 
We might need to tell it again. Yeah. The ballad of or Britney's P. Find it. Yeah. I mean, serious. That was something. All right. So when we come back, it's time for Britney's deep dive. Um, you're listening to My Tech 1071. This is Lori and Julia. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be right back. Time for Lori and Julia. Rocco! Two special things for Britney today, Rocco. I'm well, we, we can keep this Oh, I know. For Beyond, We're going to yeah. do this. Oh, yeah. For sure you guys uh, have to do more deep dives. Uh. Well, I took a hint from you guys. Okay, this is always scary. Um, Rocco hinted at it yesterday. I was thinking about doing it, and I was go- I'm just doing Halloween myths. All right. But I also want you to tell me some of these are true. So I'm going to start out with, is it myth? Or did this go down? All right. All right. People poisoning candy. Yes. That has happened, you're saying. Uh, Well, I now. I'll go with yes. All right. I'm going to say no. Razor blades, poison, pins, LSD. I know the the razor blades, but that isn't poison. That's an, that's, I was taking it very literally. (laughs) They've all not been planted in Halloween candy over the years by sadistic adults. That is a myth. We've been told this years and years and years that there are these crazy strangers out there putting all these things in our candy, but at last it has not ever happened. But, I mean, that's what this article said. So, me being the deep diver I am, I I dived even deeper and found some of the origins of this problem. Okay. Um, Going back to 1984. No, no, no. 1974. Uh, it was the only proven case of a child dying from poisoned Halloween candy. So it did occur once. Here's the twist. It was Timothy O'Brien, but at last it was actually his father that did it. So I don't know if that really counts. A dad did it to his son? Yeah, so I don't know if that really counts of the idea of us being so scared of strangers handing out this LSD candy as much. Right. But I would say... But did the dad do it and hope that... He would get away with it, yes, by blaming it on ding, 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 ding. Yes, and so the only time it's ever been true is this exact moment. They sometimes, once in a while, you'll get um, people posting pictures of stuff with it, but it's it's always proven that they had done it themselves. All right, all right, that's good. People aren't as people are good. Here's another one: Harry Houdini died Mm. after being punched in the stomach on Halloween. I think that's true. I'm going to say true. It is true. Rocco, I followed your lead. So our (laughs) magician man, Harry Houdini, he claimed he could take a blow to the abdomen without being taken down. And on October 22nd, a student at McGill University asked if he could prove it. Houdini, who had been sitting in his dressing room during an engagement at Montreal University, obliged. Although he allegedly braced himself, the student's four punches left the performer in great pain now keep in mind this went down october 22nd and he just had he had four punches four punches i feel like you can why wouldn't he just say you can punch me one time four seems excessive it does um and then uh he went to the doctor uh, a couple days later and they're like you are suffering from a lot of internal issues including a severe fever and acute appendicitis and he's like i'm good i'm good well he did one more show on halloween and when the curtains closed the magician collapsed and died on Halloween. Rocco, did you have a magic set? 
Um, I never. I think I always wanted to maybe. <laughs> I think be I feel it, like but you. It, would. it never took. Okay. The name alone is like I it could like, go so many places. Yeah, like Rocco. amazing Rocco. Yeah. yeah. No, I Easily. feel like you would have one. Yeah, you know, I it, I was never very good at it. We always had magicians at our Christmas parties here. Oh um, yeah. I had a I had a magi- magician at one of my kids' birthday parties once. I like magic. I think it's fun. <laughs> you know the um the both Donna and Don on the um Don and Steve show can, yep. they are super creeped out by magicians and like if you start talking about it, they both start getting squeamish. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's weird. I just yeah, there's I don't know, but how about well, you, Ben? Are you into? Are you? Into- if it can hold my attention, I'm so down. I like anything where any of that stuff. I think it's fun. I like when people can do something that you you're. It's unexpected and it's different, like and- an illusionist. Yes. Have you ever been to one? Like I'm sorry, this isn't random thought. This is Britney's deep dive. But no, have you ever been fine. to like a Vegas, you know, Penn and Teller or? Chris I went and Angel? saw. No, I saw the big one. Uh, Siegfried and Roy, Ooh. the illusionist with the big white Serbian tigers, Siberian, yeah, They're those guys too, <laughs> oh, as well, or something. That's so bad. Um, was it amazing? So, where can you believe? If a job talking, it was amazing. But we were our seats were so close, I could see like the squares where they would come up and go down um, a little bit too much. But it was still so amazing. Did were the tigers so insanely impressive? Well, they were gorgeous. Yeah, just they beautiful. were just they were gorgeous. That was at the that was oh mirage probably. Yeah, yeah. it was mirage. It was very cool. All right, back, to, back to you. All right. Okay, has a real corpse ever been put on display? And the cops thought it was a Halloween decoration. Myth or fact? Fact. It's I'll just go so with random. Myth. It is fact. Oh my gosh! Look at that. I would definitely give them the prize for the most morbid Halloween decoration in Frederica, Frederica, Delaware in 2005. It was a body hanging from a tree. It would have beaten any out fake witches, skeletons, jack-o'-lanterns, and the, the neighbors all thought it was fake. For hours, people passed by admiring it. And of course, it had an edge over all the decorations, but... At last, finally, and keep in mind, police had driven by as well. It ended up being, they realized it was a real body. And wow. Yeah. It had been up there for most of the day before they realized it was a real body. Okay. So did any of you guys go see Bodies, the exhibition? Yes. Do you remember that, Rocco? Did yeah, you ever? I did. I think I did see that. Yeah. Oh, I remember taking my kids to that. Um, That was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. They, of course, we all giggled over the pitas. You know, we just, of course. I'm just, I have no recollection of that, oh, of my, that aspect. I was with But I remember boys. the spliced brain. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. And the baby in the mom's womb. Yes. Um. That, I mean, <laughs> I'm think I was with two boys, so I'm thinking of everything that got them. But that was so wild. That was a wild it was exhibition. Insane. Mm-hmm. Okay, we just <laughs> we just went from the story of like a real life hanging. <laughs> That people walked by on Halloween night. I'm sorry. To like, you know, the science museum. I have no medication in me. I know. You know what, though? But if you remember going to things with kids, I mean, girls or boys, there's different things that when they see things, that was a big deal. Was it really? I don't remember it being that big of a deal. No, I mean, like, it was a big one. Really? Oh, it was a big darn deal. (laughs) I I have no memory of it. Maybe I was just not feeling it that day. Um, okay, how about this? During Halloween, is it true that black cats are often tortured and killed? 
in in modern day or in the movie Hocus Pocus? (laughs) (laughs) Our reference point for everything this week. Our touchstone, if we ever feel like we're sliding the reality. Uh Um, Zachary Binks. Zachary Binks. No, I think Thackeray. Um, That's the name of the cat, right? (laughs) Did you make it that far in the movie, Julia? No, but remember she told us first it was Hinks or something? Yeah, yeah. I read it I really, wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I couldn't make. I it don't past think people are torturing cats, but I, you know, I'm like s- to the point where rescues don't let them. I'm gonna say adult. no. You guys are both correct. It is one of the biggest myths. In fact, often talk louder. She <laughs> <laughs> just a- put. She just had a double microphone. <laughs> he wanted to say, "You're such a beyond." <laughs> it's just your volume went up so loud. I was just in wondering fact, if we needed to do something here. In fact, she's the worst person I've ever met. In really fact, mean. There's, it's such a bad myth that most um, sh- animal shelters two weeks prior to Halloween will not allow people to adopt any black animals because they're scared. But there has oh, been really? no proof okay, that, that is- this has ever happened past like the 80s that okay. there was like a big witch phase people were in and I think that people shaved them a little bit here and there for like dramatic effect but they're saying that it has not happened in a long time that's so, funny yeah I'm thinking the 80s um Salem's Lot the book came out in the late 70s I think yeah by Stephen King and people were really into that oh, like a little too did you ever read it. that did you guys ever no. read that oh I remember my dad would sit with his rosary he would try to read it, and he would get so freaked out, and he'd be reading it, and the rosary would be happening. I'm like, what is going on here? You but, say rosary really funny. Oh, I know. I see a lot of words. funny. Okay. okay back and I, to Mrs. Microphone. You know what? <laughs> I'm just going to touch on one thing I didn't do. I was going to do this as my deep dive, but I decided not to. The tree, or the terror of Treehouse um, from The Simpsons. Tree the Treehouse of, of terror. terror. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> I read it wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Treehouse of Terror. Um, it's their 31st year. It's out on Sunday and they've been around since 1990. Um, no, no, the tree house, the tree house of terror is the Simpsons, the Simpsons Halloween special. They do every year started in 1990. They celebrated their 30 year last year, but I just kind of peeked at what the stories, they always do three, um, stories within the half hour. Okay. They're doing Tori uh, Toy Gory, which is a spoof on Toy Story, Into the Homerverse, which is a spoof on Into the Spider-Verse, and Be Kind Rewind, a spoof on the Russian Doll series. So that was just like my mini oh, deep fun. dive for you guys for fun. this Sunday, Treehouse of Terror, Terror on Sunday. One of those ones, it's, it can be a little scary. I know, Rocco, you said well, your son gets a little thing. nervous about yeah. it. Yeah, in fact... um that's the. I was like, hey, why don't you have your friends over? We'll watch the Treehouse of Terror. And he actually doesn't want to because he watched one and it, they are legitimately frightening. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are. Yeah. yeah. Well, then maybe I'll watch it. Okay. It is good. All right. So. Perfect. Thank you, honey. That nope. was very good. No problem. <laughs> no, you're so lovely. <laughs> Turn these mics off. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. So what are you trying to say? Hollywood. Hollywood speaking. What is the meaning of this? All right, we're going to try to do this. We're so bad at this. We are. This is kind of Lori's thing. All right, so you give me the headlines, All right. and we'll see what we do. <clears throat> Speak to me. Prince Harry wants to give Archie the, quote, childhood he always wanted. 
Prince Harry and yeah. Meghan Markle have well, been able to spend more time together as a family f- over the past few months since moving to California and the amid the ongoing pandemic. Uh, source says that they are both extremely attentive parents. Harry wants to give Archie the childhood he always well, I wanted. I kind of think this is sweet in a way because I did one of the things I remember when my kids were little, like mm-hmm. they crawled first for their nanny. Yeah. And not me. You know, and I... And I've kind of, they've been talking. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thinking about it, like if they were in their other life, well, but there's a pandemic. They want to bend. They're able to see all these first. And I think parents are able to see too much yeah and not enough you know in with their kids and something so i kind of think it's sweet do you think okay, i'm sick of these two though i know but do you think that they're kind he's kind of throwing shade at his royal family saying the 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 childhood he always wanted no i just think it's a, a symptom of, well all right yes fine and, and also do you think he's also justifying his move out of the limelight even though it's not out of the limelight um to california and get out of he he didn't want to do that gig anymore. Yeah, time's up. Time's up. Time's ding, up. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, um, we spoke that. We did. All right. So Gwyneth, uh, we already talked about this earlier, but um, go ahead. You go. No, I waited for you. No, go. Your turn. <laughs> we're see. We're horrible at this, Rocco. All right, here we go. We're so vicious. Jessica Simpson shows off her quarantine date night look. No pants required. We've got Jessica Simpson. Looking fine in like a bodysuit type thing, uh-huh. crossing her legs so you can't see like her crotch. Um, on the zebra chair with these zebra heels and her hair done up, her makeup, her glam is on point. I I love Jessica Simpson. She read her book to me on Audible, her memoir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't have been happier spending <laughs> time with her. I love her. I think she's funny and real, but I don't understand the pantsless thing that's going on with people right now because. You know, yeah. I don't need to see all these pictures of everybody. And I wonder, is she promoting something? Is it her shoes or what? Because I this this photo, obviously there was a lot of time and effort put into her look. And then she wrote, pandemic date night looks a little different these days. No days, these, uh, brrr, no pants required. So, all right. I don't know. Wait, I don't. What is is she still famous? Like, what is what is she, she done? She makes oh, shoes. She makes and handbags. She, her licensing deal. She was one of the really the, kind of an early adapter of licensing brand. Okay. Yeah. So and does she, she make zebra print? She makes because shoes that, those and, are and everything. Yes. Yes. She does all that. Okay. She's pretty amazing. Does she make bodysuits? She makes bodysuits. Well, and there everything. we go. And she's lost over a hundred pounds. She looks. Amazing. Because I'll never forget the funny picture of her feet that she tweeted out or was on her Instagram before she had her last baby. Um, da- no, that Daisy was Katy Perry's. What was her baby's name? Um, it's the cutest name. Um, uh, I can't remember. Well, whatever. But she has worked hard on her body and has lost a lot of weight. So maybe that's it. Okay, I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
that on Watch What Happens Live last night, it was the gorgeous Lenny Kravitz from his Bahamas home. Oh, I got to watch that. And um, with Hoda Kopke from her home in New York. Oh, wow. And so um, here are some things that we learned about um, Lenny. It's a good one to watch, actually. Yeah, if you well, can rewatch it because yeah, it's really can, good because he's quite adorable. Well, I, that's a great combo. The only reason I didn't is because I was doing my bachelorette homework. Yeah, you did good. Okay, back to me. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting. His his musical influence. He said he's the, he said the things that changed him for life was the first time he heard "I Want You Back" by Jackson Five. Oh, and "Stop the Love, Stop the Love You Give Me." Oh, oh baby, don't you? I mean, do you guys remember the Bracco? Like you love music. Do you remember who you were really little and you just hmm. got into? Well, I remember early on liking Elvis. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I remember, you know, Mike, we talked about Michael yes, Jackson yesterday. That was just huge for me, like in fourth, fifth grade. But yeah, the, the Jackson five, I've been listening to a lot of, um, quest loves show and they, they talk about, he's the drummer for the roots yep. and they, a lot of their guests always talk about how much the Jackson five meant to them as kids. And oh. Lenny's one of them. And that Saturday morning show and the Osmonds. I mean, those were big shows. Okay. His first celebrity kiss. We're back to Lenny Kravitz. Mm-hmm. This was sweet. Lisa Bonet. The, oh. The woman he married and the mother of his children. He his looks child. so good. He's, I just pulled up a picture of him from this. Watch what, yeah, what he happens does. live. He looks so good. He was asked, what did you do with your first big paycheck when you made it big? And he said, I went to Max Fields in L.A. and just spent money and bought cool clothes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, He said was asked about his cover for men's health where he's shirtless and I th- how old is he like 50 i don't know i'll look it up um but he's a petite man with no with just no body fat and but he said and he's fit and he said i work out i eat clean i i've been doing it for a long time it's really important to me and so that's that that doesn't come to everybody he's 56 i thought you know 56 years old i for some reason just I don't think he's that old. That's what I'm saying is mm-hmm. I don't, I thought he was older in my mind and 56. I, yeah, she's only saying that cause she's sitting right across. No, I was, you go, that's, I was, yeah. I don't think that's that old. I, for some reason, maybe cause he's been around for so long. Yep. I think he's older than he is. And plus Zoe Kravitz is 31. And I think of her right as you know, being around. Yeah. For a little while as well. Okay. So, um, another thing that happened, um, Kathy Lee Gifford was on and she was kind of, Playing plead the fit with fifth with Hoda Kopke. Yeah, yeah. How'd she do? And they talked about their least favorite guest. Who was Fanny it? Cohen asked them their least favorite guest. Yeah, it was Frank Sinatra Jr. It mm. was the junior. He, they said he was so annoyed to be on the air. Um, he, it was just horrible. He had a book to promote, and yeah. they weren't allowed to ask him anything about the book. And I was thinking about, I really, really, really wished we had in our archives some of our horrific interviews. Let me ask you, who's your worst interview? Um, Houlihan. What's her name? From Swit. Yes. Was just, just terrible. terrible. Well, she just didn't want to be on. No. Nope. Well, Lori printed out this crap and said this is what we should where we should go with our questioning. And it was all about how she loves talking about how she got the the job, you know, Houlihan on MASH. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to say one word about it. And like, 
I so I start out the questioning with it, and she's like, "Why would I want to talk about that?" And just from right there, because we're this is like our second year, maybe I'm underneath here yeah. laughing so hard, leaving Lori all alone, trying not to wet my pants. Yeah, and she's we're trying to because she was doing these um, exotic gemstones, and she was showing them in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just so it was verbally abusive on yeah. her part, but we couldn't even talk. And Donnie's trying to. Get us to get it together, and yeah, we just yeah, yeah. couldn't. And so she was one of them. Also, a woman who came through town, and she was she on Heart to Heart. Um, Stephanie Powers, maybe not her. Dion Warwick was a brat. Yeah, she, but don't you kind of like expect that? Not you, as bad as she was. Really? She was in the studio. Oh, with then us. that's awkward. It was so uncomfortable. Well, I asked her about her niece, Whitney yeah. Houston, and she's her cousin. So yeah. right there, I already... <laughs> right there, from the I, get-go. I already... And, angered her. And, and um, an awkward one was with Frank Caliando. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The impressions yeah. guy. Oh, everything I asked was wrong. It was like I went to a Wikipedia page that <laughs> someone did who hated him, and it was all wrong information, and... He had something like, you are the definition of the most awkward person I've ever met or something. Like, <laughs> slams me. And I'm trying to, you know, we've had some that we, I'll never, Kathy Hartnett, who used to, she's so funny, but she did a show with me once and Lori would book everything on Elvis, have Donnie book anything about Elvis, book it. And so she's gone and we forgot about the book and neither of us had read it. And yeah, so we're yeah. talking to the author and. Literally, what came out of my mouth is like, this book is so lovely. I mean, the table of contents is so organized. I mean, that came out of my mouth. And so she knew we never read it. We're just dying. <laughs> so we're just wetting our pants and like, help. You know, so those oh. are some of... Do you think there's any celebrities out there whenever they ask, what's the worst radio interview you've ever done? They're like, can say my there's talk. these two blondes in <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> Didn't usually, know anything that, about that'd anything. Be an honor. That would be an honor, but usually we can kind of win them over, but not. No, there's probably someone that they're might say that. At least I hope so, Rocco. Thank you for saying that. They're so bad, they're good, though. They're right. So bad, they're good. Oh, no, we have had times. All right, stay with us. It's time for Rock and Roll or Pop Culture Jeopardy when we come back. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.